And good evening, good evening, good Sunday evening. Dominic Carter here with you. Talk Radio 77 WABC. I am going to kill Curtis Lewa. Uh, He just had me talking about stuff that I'm not supposed to talk about. But it is what it is with uh, Curtis Lewa. Over the next two hours, we have a lot to get to. Uh, Number one, uh, just a tidbit of information, Taylor Swift is at the NFL football game tonight, Met, MetLife Stadium. But the Jets, the New York Jets, have uh, Tavis uh, Kelsey in check. He's in check. He's not having a breakout game. Uh, just minutes ago, the game was tied up. I don't know what the score is right now, but um, but uh, the, Jets are, the Jets are hanging in there. And um, another th- a number of things we're going to get to, but my, my common theme, I guess, uh, for this first hour, we're here with you until 1 a.m. Is city officials, you can tell us each and everything details about migrants. But we as the heads up when it comes to the weather, Friday, the rain that devastated the city. I got to tell you, folks, I started my morning uh, listening, as I often do, to uh, WABC the shows of our owner-operator, John Katsimatidis. And this morning, he had on a special guest, and we're going to let you hear parts of the uh, interview. It happened to be the former president of the United States, Bill Clinton, talking bipartisanship, that we need to work together, common-sense solutions. And that was an interview that was done by our owner-operator, John Katsimatidis. We've been friends a long time. You and Margo have been great to Hillary and me, and I've enjoyed being in your home. I've loved watching your kids grow up, and I, I always wish you well. And we will give you, we will let you hear much more of that uh, interview. Uh, we'll let you hear a couple of minutes, but I do want you to hear what Mr. Clinton had to say about uh, politics and and what what it takes to win these days, but common sense solutions. Half the time when we talk about politics, we major in the minors because everybody's trying to get a headline and nobody can stand any problem that requires more than two things to solve. And most problems do. And most problems actually do. We'll let you hear two uh, clips of the interview that's coming up that Mr. Katsimatidis did this morning with former President Bill Clinton. So heading to work tonight, I uh, was driving along 57th Street in Manhattan and happened to pass Fifth Avenue, and you knew something was up because there are all the guardrails there around Trump uh, Tower, a number of police officers, NYPD officers out there, And you just knew that Mr. Trump is in town based on the police reaction. And, of course, he's here. Mr. Trump is here uh, on the eve of this massive fraud trial 
by State Attorney General Letitia James, set to begin in less than 24 hours. And uh, at the 11th hour, apparently, Mr. Trump decided to attend. Now, you may recall the details I gave you uh, when the judge first issued his initial ruling. The summary judgment from the case was based on uh, evidence that the judge says that he found Mr. Trump inflated his net worth by up to $2.2 billion some years between 2011 and 2021 by grossly exaggerating the value of the Trump organization's assets like Mar-a-Lago, the estate, Trump Tower, Fifth Avenue. And according to what uh, Ms. James says, the Trump organization illegally reaped more beneficial loans, better insurance terms. So we'll see how that's going to play out. Folks, get ready. I hope this is not bad. I hope it's not bad. We are expected in just a few hours to have hazy skies yet again due to Canada wildfires. So it's not done yet. Uh, You can expect smoggy skies and uh, around the city as the wildfires, the Canadian wildfires make their way into the city, right? Hazy skies on Sunday indicated much more of the same for Monday coming up. And according to uh, to what the uh, mayor is stating in a statement, he is warning those sensitive to air pollution to to be aware of what's going on. And uh, part of the mayor's statement says throughout the day, New Yorkers should listen to their bodies, especially if they have pre-existing health conditions and take any necessary precautions to ensure that they stay safe. So that's coming up. That's coming up in just a matter of hours, just a matter of hours around the clock on Monday. So some of the issues that we are dealing with, you may recall the ex-Bodega clerk, Jose Alba, he's suing Manhattan District Attorney Alvin Bragg for racial discrimination after his murder charges were dropped. And this is quite interesting, and it might be dead on. It might be dead on. Alba says Bragg's, quote, racial equality policies result in racial discrimination, certainly in his case. In this suit, it says, and you may recall, by the way, folks, some background, Jose Alba the store clerk where the woman comes in with her daughter and the woman doesn't have enough money to pay for uh, a bag of uh, chips and uh, something that some type of argument ensues. She says she's coming back with her boyfriend. The boyfriend happens to be an ex-con. He comes back. He goes behind the counter. You see Jose Alba declaring he does not want any trouble. He does not want any trouble. The man cuts off his path to leave when Alba tries to leave the area. Ultimately, Alba stabs, stabs the uh, the ex-con. The ex-con dies. And uh, in the suit, uh, Alba's attorneys say, despite the fact that Simon and Lee, that's the boyfriend and girlfriend, were the initial aggressors, it was the plaintiff who was arrested, incarcerated, and wrongly prosecuted 
while in theory, Bragg's racial equity policies are a well-intended attempt by him to implement even-handed justice. The means and methods employed employed by Bragg have instead had an opposite effect and resulted in discrimination against certain defendants based on race. The complaint names the Manhattan District Attorney, the NYPD, or Detective William Garcia, and unidentified uh, arresting officers. And so, again, I, I return to one of my original points. We're going to start with your phone calls in just a second. You can warn us about each and every detail when it comes to the migrants. But life-threatening weather, you, you don't tell us. We don't hear anything. When it comes to the rain, that we're starting to see pops up every couple of months, the the weather. I, I really am starting to worry about our infrastructure. And it seems like we can't handle much these days. So as New York City continues to dry out after record rain and flooding, New Yorkers are still frustrated by a lack of Warning, where were the city leaders? Cars flooded on the FDR just south of East uh, Houston Street. Uh, you know, all types of things. Waterlogged basements. Why weren't we given more advanced notice? Of course, the city's aging mass transit system, stalling subway lines in Brooklyn and across the five boroughs. Residents trapped on platforms, water dripping down everywhere, subway cars, people stuck in subway cars, people stuck on roads. It's just not supposed to be this way. It is not supposed to be this way. Again, great interview done by our owner-operator, John Katsimatidis, with the former president of the United States, Bill Clinton. We will let you hear what he has to say about immigration And does he miss being president? We'll get to that in just a couple of minutes. But let's go ahead on this Sunday evening and open up the phone lines and hear from some of you. 800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. Let's begin with Robert, Suffolk County. Good evening, Robert. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Hi, good evening, Dominic. Welcome back for the week. Thank you. Thank you. Same right at you. All right. Uh, I believe Alba is right on point. Equity is not equality. Equity is giving someone something or a benefit that another person is not receiving. So I believe that he was denied equal protection of the law. And I think all crime victims and even citizens should be suing and also possibly raising criminal charges against officials. Well, when you say against officials, you, you can't, it's almost, it's almost impossible to sue a district attorney. So that's, that's number one. They have protections that are written into the job. So, so that's number one. Um, now, now there, there, there could be creative ways to go about doing it. But uh, it would have to be 
you'd have you'd be able you'd have to force you'd have to be able to prove excuse me gross gross negligence for for right. for you know criminal charges but this alba case is going to be very interesting very interesting oh yeah because what what he's saying in so many words is that the district attorney alvin bragg is bending over backwards to protect minorities to protect African Americans to protect Latinos and that it's coming at the expense unfairly of others. And and let me clarify yes. to to protect the rights of African Americans. And so it's going to be interesting and think about it because Jose Alba spent a week that's part of his suit on Rikers Island denied medication. Who knows what what happened to that man? while he was on Rikers Island. And how is it that the two people that provoked the incident, they got a pass, but the guy that came under attack, Mr. Alba, did not. Robert, thank you uh, for the uh, telephone call. Let's go to, uh, is it is it Tina? Is it Tina? Tiana, Tiana, Tiana on Line 5 in Brooklyn. Good evening, Tiana. Good evening, sir. Good, Good evening, evening, sir. I- I really enjoy your program. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank I would you. Like, I would, yes, it's wonderful. I would like to speak about um, something that I've looked into for a number of years. It was at least five years ago that an independent um, investigatory body determined that the sewage system in New York City required a $74 billion improvement. And it has been going by the wayside because what mayor is going to stand up and say, oh, I'm going to be the mayor to fix the sewers? Uh, none. You know, none. They're, they're not going to be They're not going to do it because it's not sexy. It's not sexy. It's not a, it doesn't yeah, move voters. And they're not going to. They're not, that, that's why bridges uh, fall by the way they do, because it's not a sexy issue at all. Well, set or, or flashy or something. Yes. But I mean, yes, it's very essential. And, you know, Curtis was talking about it quite extensively in regards to all the garbage that goes in the catch basins that slows up the the movement of the waters also. But, but you know, it's just the, the independent study revealed that it's really, really out of, it's really bad and it needs to it be is. addressed. It is. And thank you for the call. And it doesn't thank get, you. it doesn't get exposed until something very, very bad happens, like Friday, like Friday. Let's go to Al and Yonkers. Good evening, Al. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Uh, good evening to you, Dominic. You know, Dominic, I do think the mayor really dropped the ball with this past storm. Uh, it was a terrible storm that did so much devastation. We've seen what happened to Park Slope. Uh, the uh, people who lived in apartments there were wiped out. We've seen what happened in areas of Queens. Uh, the governor of the state was proactive the night before. So was the MTA head who went on TV and told the general public that we're going to have torrential rains. And if you don't have to go out, don't leave your home. Uh, the mayor was interviewed, I believe, the day after the storm. And he came up with some lame excuse that the uh, children of the city, the best place for them to be in school. But these schools were flooded out. 
So he, he gave a really lame excuse, and I think he dropped the ball. He was not proactive. Well, I, I hear you. Uh, I, I don't know where the mayor uh, happened to be. Certainly uh, Friday was a time when the city's leaders should have been yes. forward, live, you know, on the hour, discussing in advance, in advance, during and after. That's right. Now, now, don't misread out what I'm stating. You sure. know, I, I'm sure, I'm sure they get tired too. Yes. But, 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 and you know, and and they want to, they want to, they want a moment to let their hair down too. But in an absolute moment of crisis, like the city was uh, on Friday, Friday, if you're not going to be around for that then what's the point in being around at all at, at the end of the day? Thank you, Al, for the call. Let's go from Yonkers to Brooklyn. Good evening, Jacqueline. What's on your mind? Hi, um, Dominic. You know, two things with regard to the Jose Alba case. As you said, the uh, guy that was killed and his girlfriend, the girlfriend was the one who attacked Jose Alba first. Yet, to this day, she has never spent one second in jail for attempted murder on his life. Not only should Jose Alba, I, I, I uh, commend him for suing, and I hope he wins because he should have his bail money returned to him. And the only reason his, he was released was because of the outrage of the people of New York City. Um, as far as uh, Ewick is concerned, as I like to refer to him, uh, his lack of leadership with notifying and preparing the public for the emergency with regard to the rain and the storms, how much more time do we have to give him? When he was when he first took office, you said we had to give him a chance. Do you still feel that way? Uh, no, no, I don't. Okay. I don't. Okay, I was just curious, and I don't mean to attack you. You know, I love you, but you know what this okay. situation reminds me of? Go ahead. It reminds me of when. Uh, Nanny Bloomberg took off to the Bahamas when we had that crippling snowstorm. And uh, as far as the New York City Transit Authority, they were giving alerts. They were notifying the public and the city of the incoming uh, storm, and they were preparing for it as best they could. But once again, Ewick was missing in action, as he always is. Well, you know, I I haven't I I I don't I don't know where the mayor was, Jacqueline. Um, I, you know, Curtis is giving his take on it, and those two don't see eye to eye, and so I I like to uh, form my own opinions. Uh, but I but I can tell you that the mayor should have been around. I don't I don't care if he was on an hour sleep. I don't care what the situation may have been, and sometimes. Sometimes they do, you know, officials stay out late. They're human, like what everybody else. What about the deputy else. mayor? What about the deputy mayor? He's got a deputy mayor. Right. but the no, pro- no one from his office. No, 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 Jacqueline. You got to understand modern-day politics. If the deputy mayor speaks, they're putting their job on. This is under any mayor. Because if you're not authorized by the mayor, no matter who the mayor is, to speak, you got a big problem. Because number two, and see... Jacqueline, I'm glad you just brought this up because we have to consider the political process. We don't like to, but we have to. It would be the equivalent of the mayor not speaking, but the police commissioner doing so without the mayor's approval. I think the people of the city of New York, and I'm going to take a big leap of faith and speak for for them, not only myself, we're tired of him 
not doing his job. What else was going on that was of more importance in this situation? Nothing as far as I'm aware. Right. I I don't know where the mayor was. I I don't know what was going on. He should have been uh, the leader of the city. You know, he's fond of saying my city. So that was a time to prove it. I I don't know, Jacqueline, uh, you know, but I can. But he knows how to make time to bring suit against an an appeal uh, with regard to losing the uh, case with regard to the judge and the right to shelter on these illegal immigrants that he had time to deal with. Well, he doesn't really. It's not him. It's corporation council. Corporation council that's bringing that. It, it's a team of about a thousand lawyers that but work the fish for rots him. From the head. This is true. This is true. So I, I don't. You know, I'm not defending the mayor, and I'm not going to thoroughly condemn him as of right now. The only thing I'm, I'm stating, you know, I'm reserving judgment. That's what I'm trying to say, Jacqueline. He should have been around, but a deputy mayor can't just say, I'm going to speak on, but it doesn't work that way. That's a fireable offense. Politics, politics, politics. I'm glad you said it. I'm glad you said it, Jacqueline. Someone should have been responsible and been a a big boy or a big girl and stood up for the people of the city of New York. And all I can see is that no one did it. Right. All I can say is is uh, the transit authority did the best they could, right. but the the overall leader, quote unquote, leader of the city of New York, mm-hmm. there was no one. They Jacqueline, were invisible. Do, do me a favor and hold on. Stay with me live. I want to go to Frank in New Jersey. On my screen here, it says that Frank's position is that the mayor is doing a good job. He's being attacked now. Frank, Jacqueline, you just heard what she had to say. She's not hearing it. She's uh, she's critical of the mayor. Many residents of the city are as far as his handling of Friday. Do you think the mayor, you really think the mayor is doing a good job and he's being attacked? Well, overall, he is being attacked unfairly. Crime is down in New York, and that's not being covered fairly for him. Do you know that crime is down in almost every you know part of it? If you look at crime. You'll see the Frank, numbers are showing Frank, that it's Frank, down. Frank, what's the perception? The perception is it's a crime perception. Okay, well, okay, wait, 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 wait. If your sister or your mom, uh, God forbid, is, is robbed on the subway, would you still be running this line to me that crime is down? The fact is that the numbers show that crime is lower than it was when he came in, and it is moving down. It is very difficult for Mayor Adams with the kind of governor we have that's pro-crime and with Alvin Bragg and with other DAs to bring crime to the perfect level, but he's working on it. Okay, so Frank, hold on a second. Jacqueline, you just heard live what Frank has to say. Your reaction? Oh, I did. Oh, I got a reaction. Frank is, uh, I'm going to use the kind term, Frank is misinformed. Crime is not down. Arrests are down. And that is skewing the numbers that is leading Frank and other people in the city to believe that crime is down. Crime is not down. Frank, let me ask you a question. Uh, First of all, you don't live in the city of New York, so you're not experiencing what those of us who do live in the city of New York are experiencing with all of these illegal immigrants that Eric Adams has welcomed with open arms into this city and has filled the five boroughs with all of these pop-up shelters, and now they, he and also the governor, as you mentioned, wants to give them and fast-track them to enable them to be able to work. 
they're not, they're, they have no right to legally be in this country. They should be fast-tracked back to their country of origin, where they came from. Okay, Frank. And, and charging the taxpayers of the city of New York hundreds of millions of dollars. How would you like to be taxed, Frank, over there in Jersey for the same situation? Quite a while, quite ta- many times I've been to New York, and uh, it's not, it, it's a, a perception. Did you ever get punched in the face? The way the media makes it sound like you get punched in the face. Second of all, with the migrants, the people in New York voted for having illegal immigrants coming to their city. It's a sanctuary city for a reason. Eric Adams followed through with the will of the people, the voters in New York. And now if the voters have a problem with the migrants, then too bad. Too bad, 100%. Okay. Well, Jacqueline, thank you, Frank. Thank you, Frank. I strongly disagree with your uh, with your point of view. We are going to uh, take a break. When we come back, we have some breaking news out of California. We'll be right back. Talk Radio 77 WABC. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive set of offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Carter on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Breaking news, WABC. And we are receiving some breaking news out of uh, California as it relates to the replacement to uh, fill Senator Dianne Feinstein's uh, Senate vacancy, who recently uh, passed away. And uh, California Governor Governor Gavin Newsom has chosen LaFonza Butler to fill the Senate seat left vacant by the death of California Senator Dianne Feinstein. And this is based on uh, a number of sources to CBS News. Butler is the president of Emily's List. Emily's List is uh, an organization devoted to electing Democratic women who support abortion rights. And Butler was the first woman of color to lead Emily's list when she joined the organization in 2021. She previously served as a senior campaign advisor to Kamala Harris during her 2020 presidential campaign. Now, she also served as director of public policy at Airbnb and has a long history as a labor uh, leader And uh, Feinstein was uh, 90 years old, and she had uh, 15 months left in her term 
at at the time of her death uh, last week. So again, it appears that um, the new senator to replace Dianne Feinstein in California will be LaFonza Butler. LaFonza Butler, the president of Emily's List, uh, an organization devoted to electing Democratic women who support abortion rights. So in that regard, it is not uh, surprising that Newsom would go with, would go with her. She's the first woman of color to uh, lead Emily's List when she joined the organization in 2021. So this is a story that we'll have much more on throughout the night, as well as uh, in the morning uh, to fill the seat of Dianne Feinstein, her Senate vacancy she recently uh, passed away. We are taking your telephone calls, and I'm going to get to Mr. Katsimatidi's uh, interview with former President Bill Clinton and in just a moment, but let's continue with some of your calls. Sandra in New Jersey. Good evening, Sandra. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Good evening, Dominic. You know, I just wanted to uh, compliment Jacqueline tonight. You know, she spoke up, she stuck to her feelings, and she didn't get intimidated, and I'm very I'm proud of her. And I, that's really all I wanted to say. You know, we need people like her to speak up and, and, and not be uh, intimidated by someone who has a different opinion. And as far as crime goes, oh, my God, I've never seen it so bad. It's it's the worst. And, and uh, that man is a little bit on the blind side, I think. Right. Well, I, I agree with that, Sandra. Thank you so much for the call in New Jersey this morning. Let's go to Manhattan. Let's say good morning to Scott. Good morning, Scott. You're on. T- good evening, I should say. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Yeah, Dominic, I just wanted to comment with Frank with his uh, quote of his uh, stats. First of all, that's all smoke and mirrors. You know, I have friends that are in the police department and the numbers are constantly downgraded. So it doesn't look like, you know, the precinct has high crime. For example, like if it was a robbery, they could reduce it to a larceny, a burglary, to a trespass. And I've been living in the city since the early 80s. And the perception is crime is out of control. The cops are making arrests because they're not being justified and they're not being backed up by the city council and these state laws with these uh, bail reforms. So why would they want to jeopardize their career when they're not being uh, backed up. Agreed. That's all I wanted to say. Agreed. Scott, Scott, you're you're dead on. Agreed. Agreed. I I agree with you. Let's go, uh, and the the police uh, across the country are not being backed up. And, folks, put yourself in their shoes. Would you put your family on the line? Would you put your pension on the line? It's bad enough that your life is on the line on a daily basis, and there's nothing to back you up. At all. The politicians don't have your back. Let's go to Susan in Brooklyn. Good evening, Susan. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Okay, well, I'm switching my topic from the Bill Clinton interview. I might call back. You never know. Because this this situation, the uh, individual who called and said that uh, crime is not an issue, um, maybe he never heard of Elizabeth Gomez who got the crap beat out of her coming off of a train on her way to work in Queens and lost her eyesight. Good point. And we can mention the other woman who got 
pushed into a train oncoming 63rd Street in Manhattan, and a gentleman coming into from Gold lived in Gold uh, Park Slope from Goldman Sachs on a Sunday, who was shot in cold blood. These all those three things happened within a six month period. Uh, and that's just the tip of it. If, you, if I had a, a little, like another hour, I could I could say all oh, the people thrown into trains, uh, beaten uh, without provocation. Even uh, all these things were not in any way, shape, or form an altercation. We have bombings uh, that were. Uh, per- I mean, w- w- this w- this person is saying that cr- the violent crime that is going on that is totally random is the bottom is falling out, people. I hear you, Susan, and um, certainly I'm not minimizing anything that you're saying because I agree with you a thousand percent. A thousand percent as it relates to the crime that's going on in New York City and around the country. It is disgusting. Let's go to Phil in the Bronx. Good evening, Phil. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. No, you said a mouthful. (laughs) Hi. Hi, Dominic. Listen, um, you mentioned that breaking news before about that uh, woman that Newsom put in in place of Feinstein. Yes. Her name, LaFonza Butler. Of the president of Emily's List. Go ahead. Emily's List. Okay. Uh, My wife caught the tail end. And my wife is African-American. Also, she's part Indian-American Indian. Comes from a long line. Um, She looked at me like, what is this ultimate fascination that these white woke politicians immediately want to shove a black woman into a high-level political or or or?" criminal justice spot. And I, I looked at her, I said, I don't know, I'm going to ask Dominic that question. Here, here you are, Dominic. Well, if you're Gavin Newsom and you believe that you're the answer, you you, you ultimately believe that, that you're eminently more qualified than President Biden, but you can't say that. And, and you're trying to set yourself up to run for president or to be in position then you do something like this. And so to replace Feinstein, you know it's someone that's going to be from the left. Now, I don't know that much about Miss Butler's uh, politics yet. I do know Emily's list. And again, they, they, they're they devoted to electing uh, Democratic women who support abortion rights. And, and she's the first woman of color to lead Emily's list when she joined the organization in 2021. Now, I don't know if that means that she's qualified for the U.S. Senate. But, hey, there are articles over this weekend, Phil, about Meghan Markle. You know, that that may, and I don't know why her name pops up. I don't know what this woman's qualifications are. You know, she was a B-list actress, married well, and now her name is mentioned for every, you know, so we'll we'll, we'll see. But, but Phil, I I hear you. I'm just going to reserve judgment on on uh on Miss uh Butler as of right now because I don't know much about her. But I hear you. I it doesn't surprise me that Newsom has appointed a black woman to fill Diane Feinstein's seat. See what what I'm trying to explain, Phil, 
and I, I, I get it. You folks don't really like it when I put it in, in, in po- po- political terms, but you've got to look at all of these issues in political terms. Politicians do things to survive, to help themselves, to avoid a primary. And if you understand that, then I don't, I'm not saying you have to agree with it, but you can have, so like Jacqueline made a point that a deputy mayor should have, you know, jumped out there. That would be career suicide. That deputy mayor would be gone under any, first of all, a deputy mayor is not going to jump out there unless the mayor of the city, no matter who the mayor uh, is, unless the mayor tells that individual, go do it. Any mayor would be livid because once the deputy mayor jumps out there, it, it naturally implies, well, where's the mayor? And that's the first question that reporters are going to ask. Phil, thank you for the call. Dominic Carter here with you folks. Talk Radio 77 WABC. We are going to take a break. I want you folks to listen uh, because I, I was locked to my radio this morning listening to Mr. Katsimatidis interview former President Bill Clinton. And the common theme of the interview happened to be common sense solutions. When we come back, we'll let you hear part of the interview. We'll go back to your calls from Manhattan to Brooklyn to Staten Island, Jericho, and Yonkers. Talk Radio 77 WABC. They say this is a big, rich town. I just come from the poet's part. Now, here's Dominic Carter on Talk Radio 77 WABC. And again, news out of California tonight. Governor Gavin Newsom has chosen LaFonza Butler to fill the Senate seat left vacant by the death of California Senator Dianne Feinstein. And this is according to uh, many news outlets and CBS News. Butler an African-American woman, the president of Emily's List, an organization devoted to electing Democratic women who support abortion rights. She was the first woman of color to lead Emily's List when she joined the organization uh, some two years ago, and she previously served as a senior campaign advisor to Kamala Harris during her 2020 presidential campaign And uh, she also has a long history as a labor leader and also served as a director of public policy at Airbnb. So I mentioned at the top of the show, I see all of your calls from Yonkers to Jericho, Brooklyn, Staten Island, Manhattan, Woodbridge. We will get to them. I promise I'm with you until 1 a.m. this morning. But I want you to listen to something that I was mesmerized uh, about this morning. Listening to the Sunday morning show of our owner-operator, John Katsimatidis, his special guest happened to be former President Bill Clinton, right? And here's the common denominator between the two of them. They look for common sense solutions to America's problems. So I want you to listen to this. It's a couple of minutes long, then we'll get right back to your calls. He was asked by Mr. Casamitidis this morning if he missed being president, and they also talked about immigration. Well, 
You know, the first thing I noticed was after I left office, for about three weeks I didn't know who I was anymore because they never played a song when I walked in the room. <laughs> Every time the president walks in the room, they play Hail to the Chief. <laughs> so I had to get used to that. As soon as I did, I, I've enjoyed it. I like living up here in Chappaqua. I like my neighbors. I like, I've liked working in New York and all over the world on, you know, problems that I could still help with. So it's been a, it's been a great run for me. I never, uh, when I left, I never thought I'd live this long. I'm the oldest man in my family for three generations. Well, you got good. And doctors. if I make it another year, I'll make it four generations. Well, I hope we both make. I hope we both make it to a hundred, and uh, that that's something. Uh, you know, President Carter, uh, they they sold him short, and he's still going uh, strong. Yeah, he's amazing. He's a tough guy. He uh, he gets down, and then he comes back. Yep. And uh, I remember uh, when you were leaving office, our, our, our discussion, I tried to talk to you into running for mayor of the city of New York, the second most important job of, of our country. And you thought about it for about 10 seconds before you said no. <laughs> well, I didn't want to complicate Hillary's life. <laughs> well, yes. Was, you know, just taking office in the Senate. And I love New York City, and I have... I uh, love trying to help mayors. I've, I've, I tried to help Mayor Bloomberg in the beginning. Briefly, I tried to help Mayor de Blasio, but he was, he decided that he was, I think, more progressive than he thought I was, <laughs> whatever that means. And then I, I've enjoyed trying to help Mayor Adams. And I, now, I think that, you know, we, yes, I, I think we ought to listen to Mike Bloomberg on, how he suggested this immigration thing should be handled. Well, my suggestion to uh, immigration, uh, you know, uh, you remember the days when me, me and Bill Fugazi were, he, Bill Fugazi was chairman of Ellis Island and I was vice chairman. Uh, and uh, I suggested to Mayor Adams he should take um, Ellis, uh, not Ellis Island, take uh, Rikers Island, change the name to Ellis Island too, and vet everybody that's coming in because... I believe in immigration. A lot of people believe in immigration, but we also believe that these people sh should be vetted uh, for the safety of our uh, citizens. Uh, well, I agree with that. The uh, The real problem I've got now at, in an emergency is that is not the people that were sent up here from Florida and, and uh, Texas, by and large, it's the huge number of Venezuelans who have showed up because of the collapse of the Venezuelan economy. And under American law, going back for decades, I mean, way before any of this current fight started, uh, we have always had a blanket offer of entry into America for people who have a reasonable fear for the lives and safety of their families and themselves. And so a lot of the Venezuelans can easily make that case, but they, they come in here and under the current law, they have to wait six months for a work permit. 
Now, very few of them do. About 80% of the people who come to New York and to Massachusetts, the two states with right-to-shelter laws within the state, although I see Governor Huckle thinks it should be modified, and it probably should under the current circumstances. It's just because they come up here and we're supposed to shelter people who can't get work permits for six months. And there's just no, we need to change that. We need to, uh, if you want to work, they need to be working, paying taxes and paying their way. And most of these people have no interest in being on welfare for themselves or their families. They want to work and they're not allowed to under the system as it now works. It's broken and we need to fix it. And we all know that the system must be fixed. But but here's here's what I was I was mesmerized about listening to the interview between our owner operator John Katsimatidis, former president Bill Clinton. Listen to the minutiae, the detail that both of them discuss. And former President Clinton has been out of office how many years? And he's still paying attention to these issues. And in particular, the local impact. So between now and 1 a.m., we'll let you hear some more of the uh, interview as as uh, Mr. Clinton talks about uh, immigration further and uh, partisanship in America and and also on his long history of working with Mr. Katsimatidis on many, many issues. So it's 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 a fascinating interview. And uh, we'll be playing two more parts of it before 1 a.m. And uh, we'll also let you hear, guess who was on Bill Maher's show on HBO? Florida Governor Ron DeSantis. And at one point, I feel so bad for DeSantis. At one point, Bill Maher says, you wouldn't be here on this show with me if your campaign was doing good. We'll let you hear that and the the mess with Matt Gates, the congressman. Uh, There's a lot going on, a lot going on, and we will deal with it. But first, we're going to take a break. When we come back, your calls from Yonkers, Jericho, Brooklyn, Staten Island, Manhattan, and Woodbridge. WABC. Dominic Carter, everybody. everybody. On Talk Radio 77 WABC. And we are back. Oh, Canada. The smoke from the wildfires expected in New York in just a few hours. Later on Monday morning, Mayor Adams saying throughout the day, New Yorkers should listen to their bodies, especially if they have any pre-existing health conditions and take any necessary precautions to ensure they stay safe. Let's go to Charles in Woodbridge. Good evening, Charles. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Good evening, uh, Dominic Carter. Thank you for taking my call. What I would like to talk to you about is the fire says going your way. Dominic, don't, my brother, don't, don't worry about the fires because what I have to say to you, it happened in California, in Chicago, in your city now, 
In Canada, it's delivery set. It's anybody can just put a cigarette or out of a car. It's been done. People have been convicted of that. Okay, so then, but but whether it's deliberate or not, why shouldn't we be concerned about it? Well, they'll catch these people, Dominic. What, who's doing it? But I'm talking about the I'm talking about the environmental impact to to the fact that when when it hit us hard, the sky was orange in New York. I mean, of course, we're going to be concerned about it. I understand that, uh, Dominic. But in California, they did catch people, and Chicago too. Mm-hmm. They did. Okay, they but, did caught, caught people. They did. Put okay, them in jail. But whether they them. caught them or not is irrelevant to the condition. But, but I, it's but a I, fire bug. Okay, all right. Uh, that, uh, I hear you, Charles. Thank you. Let's go to, uh, let's see here. Let's go to Norman in Brooklyn. Good evening, Norman. What's on your mind? Good evening, Dominic. I actually would like to give you two parts here. Um, the first thing about the fires. Uh, I, I, where's Trudeau? That's the first question. I mean, you know, good, good, uh, and, good and how question. Our, our leaders instead of, I'd like to hear Adams, instead of saying, oh, please, you know, we should take care of our health and, uh, and, uh, you know, and stay inside and be sensitive. What he should be saying is, damn it, Canada, why don't you, you know, uh, our state borders are on you. Why don't you do something about your stupid fires and the way you, uh, you know, apparently the way you're not managing your, your forests over there. And that, that's, you know, uh, I'm, just, I'm just tired of all this, uh, all this green crap. We're expected to go inside and just, uh, just suffer in silence and stuff. This is, it's global warming. We have to accept it all. Screw that. I mean, I, I think that there's, there's something there. They got, you know, they, they, I, I didn't hear about this stuff, uh, you know, these fires till, till just recently. So somebody's being lazy there. They're not managing their forests. That's the first thing. The second thing, um, I, I, I listen, I, I listened to the, to Mr. Katzmatidis' interview with Bill Clinton this morning. I think it was great. I think Mr. Katzmatidis is, is, is wants, wants moderation. Uh, I don't think Bill Clinton is moderation. Maybe he was in the 90s. He's not anymore. The one question I would have liked Mr. Katzmatidis to ask him would be like, could you do something to tamp down this hatred that's going on in this country that I, that, and the vitriol coming out of your wife who's been screaming about about being screwed since the you know since uh, since she lost in 2016 i mean for all that people say you know are, are complaining about trump and the vitriol coming from trump complaining about that i don't know it takes two to tango uh, i i just i i just would like to hear Somebody say, hey, can you do something about Hillary? She's just it, every time I, I hear something out of her, it's, it's vicious and it's, it's evil. And it's all it's all about, you know, uh, um, you know, it's, it, it, anyway, that, well, that's what well, I would I would have liked to hear a little bit of him as an old friend, as an old contributor to him trying to just try to, you know, trying to trying to broach the topic of like maybe a little bit of togetherness. Okay, but wait wait a minute, Norman. What what is something that Hillary Clinton has said lately that you don't uh, like? she said no, it was pretty it was fairly recently she 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 said something about I listen, I I cannot stand to to see her because every time I see her it's it's some sort of cackling nasty thing about Trump. She did allude to something about Trump uh, you know, how she's happy what he's going through and that he's a criminal 
uh, there was something recently. I did hear it. I did see it. Um, you know, and uh, and you know, one of the one of the drive-by uh, uh, you know news 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 programs. Mm-hmm. I, I did see something about it. Well, I mean, she has said very nasty things. Uh, look, I, I, it just just try for the good of the American people. Try, you know, she's an adult. Try to 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 like you know reach out to Trump. Maybe speak to him. Try for the good okay. of America. So no, we don't I, go into the civil war. I have to step in. We'll let you folks hear more of Mr. Casamitini's interview with Bill Clinton when we return. W-A-B-C. One man has a talk show on 77 WABC, and that man's name is... It's Dominic Carter. I am him. And with us now, Dominic Carter. Nice to be with you, Dominic. It gets better. You need to talk to Dominic Carter. It's about to go down. This is Dominic Carter, everybody. On Talk Radio 77 WABC. Good morning, good morning, good Monday morning. I hope you folks had a lovely weekend considering what we had to deal with on Friday from the rain, what we have to deal with today from old Canada. The uh, smoke from the wildfires are expected back this morning. We're, we're dealing with um, uh, some news that, that is, uh, that is uh, continuing to break at this hour uh, out of California. Of course, we all know that California Senator Dianne Feinstein has passed away. And uh, the governor of California, Gavin Newsom, has chosen LaFonza Butler, LaFonza Butler, to fill the Senate seat left vacant. She is the president. You may know her name. You may not. She's the president of Emily's List. She's a woman of color. And Emily's List is devoted to electing Democratic women who support abortion rights. She was the first woman of color to lead Emily's List uh, when she joined the organization in 2021 previously served as a senior campaign advisor to Kamala Harris during her 2020 presidential uh, campaign. And Feinstein, of course, was 90 years old, and she had about 15 months left in her term at the time of her uh, death last week. So we'll see how this is all going to play out. But Governor Newsom has, uh, has made his decision. In a minute, I want you folks to listen to another part as i mentioned yesterday morning uh, as i always do i was listening to the radio show of our owner operator wabc john katsimatidis his special guest former president bill clinton we'll let you hear uh, more of that but i told you folks months ago that ron desantis campaign was going nowhere and I felt so bad for um, the Florida governor. He appeared on the HBO show of uh, Bill Maher. And Bill Maher <laughs> embarrassed him by stating, you have to listen closely to it, by stating that if your campaign was doing better, you wouldn't be on this show. Take a listen, folks. You did not take my advice. What was it? I was on this show a few times when we talked about I said, this guy's crazy to run this time. He's, what are you, 45 years old? Yeah. You just had a birthday, right? Yeah. You could run for the next 20 years. If you were Biden, the next 40. <laughs> okay, why run against Trump? You're trying to thread this needle that will never happen. 
Well, for a couple you, reasons. You One, can't you can't disavow what? him because you that's the base, and yet you're running against him, and that's why. I mean, let's face it, Ron. If this if campaign was going well, you wouldn't be on this show. Oh, that's not true. <laughs> um, so, um, one, I don't think he can win the election. Uh, I could win the election. Two, I don't think he could actually get the job done that we need to do. For example, COVID. I think we need accountability for what this government did to this country with the COVID restrictions, mandates, and lockdowns. Donald Trump is not going to do that. He says he did everything right. He says he saved millions of lives with lockdowns. He claims his MNRA shot saved 100 million lives. He's not going to clean house at CDC, NIH, FDA, or any of that. I will do that. I will get the job done. And a lot of other things we do. The one thing about me in Florida, and even my critics will acknowledge, if he says he's going to do something, he will follow through and get the job done. So it's about the country. Are we going to get the country turned around or not? Not looking good for uh, Governor DeSantis. Um, and folks, do do me a favor. The next time you see a city sanitation worker, say thank you. Say thank you the next time. Don't just complain that they're blocking the street and you want to get by. Uh, you know, they're blocking the street with the with the truck. As I do. I do from time to time. Sometimes it seems like I find every block that has a sanitation truck and they're moving as fast as they can. But I want you to think about this. The city sanitation, the city sanitation department collected over 90,000 needles from public spaces in the last fiscal year. Think about this for a second. You're walking up the street. You're not paying attention. Next thing you know, you feel a sharp, quick pain in your foot, a hypodermic needle. You have no idea where that needle has been. By the way, the 90,000 needles that the uh, sanitation department has has collected from public spaces, it's a 30% surge over the past 12 months. And this is according to the... Uh, to the mayor's uh, report card. And, you know, maybe it's a reflection of these left-wing drug policies and programs approved by the city and state, you know, decriminalizing the sale and possession of syringes and even paying addicts for their their needles. But the bottom line is 90,000 less fewer needles on the street. The next time you see a sanitation worker, and, of course, all the time that you see uh, a, uh, a police officer, a firefighter, and the list goes on and on and on. EMS worker. Don't forget the EMS worker that was stabbed in the back of the ambulance with that uh, emotionally disturbed man. She's going to be dealing with health, health issues probably for the rest of her life. But Bill Clinton, Bill Clinton, you just heard it a few minutes ago. We're going to go back to your telephone calls. I haven't even gotten to the issues in Washington uh, Matt Gates wants the speaker gone. Some Republicans want Gates gone. It's a mess. It's a mess. President Trump is here in New York driving to to work last evening uh, around 9 p.m., maybe 8.39 p.m., 57th Street. You know, I'm a Waze guy. And so I, you know, maybe it didn't send me down the um, down the FDR because maybe the FDR is still a mess. I don't know. I haven't been on it lately. If some of you have been on the FDR this weekend, give me a call. Let me know how it is. As a matter of fact, give me a call and let me know how things are in 
in in your community as far as the weather situation that we experience. But Bill Clinton, so I listen as a seasoned journalist, Monday through Friday, it's mandatory listening for me, not because I'm an employee here, but this is where all the newsmakers go, to Katz and Cosby, the show of our owner-operator, John Katz and Rita Cosby, and I listen to Mr. Katz shows on Sunday mornings because it, it takes me in the world that I've spent most of my life. And so I'm listening Sunday morning, and I'm listening to former President Clinton and and Mr. Katsimatidis, and they're talking about common sense solutions. They What you're going to listen to right now is on immigration and partisanship in America. Up here in just in where I live in Westchester County, we have a lot of immigrants who seem to be adjusted and well-received and and working alongside, uh, you know, other people who are from all over the world. Like the, my local deli is owned by a German who's nearly 90 and is run by his daughter and granddaughter. And he has Polish-Americans, all kinds of people. And then a lot of people who are largely from the Dominican Republic and Central America, so, and they do well, but they're all properly vetted. They all have, you know, they're all documented, and they do well, and they, they get along, and they work hard, and that's what we need in America. But you can't do it with a system that is not well-manned and where there are not enough facilities along the border. And that system and has to be fixed, that, I agree. And, and chaos has been very beneficial for the Republicans recently. But in the long run, it's not a, it's not a good system. You've got to have a, you got to build something that works. And oh, by the way, the Mr. World President, is, go ahead. What? I was going to say, oh, uh, I remember, uh, Mr. President, that uh, if I gave you a nickel for every time I mentioned your name a lot with Newt Gingrich, when you bought, brought down, the, the two of you brought down the deficit from $5.5 trillion down to $5 trillion, you guys worked in concert so well. Why can't we work like that together now? Well... I hope we will be able to. I kept hoping after this last election, the 2022 election was very interesting because uh, the Democrats won in places where people were really worried about the loss of a woman's right to choose. And so the repeal of Roe v. Wade backfired badly on the right wing of the Republican Party that had been pushing for it for so long. But the Democrats lost enough seats in New York because of a reaction to the crime problem here and their sense that we didn't have, we, my party, didn't have a good common sense approach to it, that they were able to beat enough congressmen here to get a, like a five-vote majority in the House. 
But what the Repub- what the country was saying is, okay, we may be polarized, but we don't want you guys to be. We the, the swing vote is for common sense and solving problems. Uh, it may agreed. be small, but it's decisive, and it's the thing that has kept this country going for well over 200 years now, and we're going to have to get it back. The swing vote, as you just heard the former president and Mr. Katsimatidis agree, is for common sense in getting things done. Now, who can disagree with that? That's the bottom line, and that's what the country has to get back to. We are taking your telephone calls. I see you folks want to talk about a number of topics. I'm going to go to Teddy and Yonkers in just a second. But let me uh, let me bring in right now, and you can reach us at 800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. LQ in the Bronx. Good morning, LQ. What's on your mind? Good morning and blessings, Dominic. Um, as far two things, as far as um, DeSantis, um, the, when he uh, they said on the interview that he, Dan, Dan DeSantis is, and I don't think that Trump could win the election. I agree. I agree that he could win the primary, but he has to win. He the, winning the election when DeSantis came to Staten Island, and so forth. But Mayor uh, Adams made a comment that was stupid. He didn't go to Staten Island, and DeSantis said. Check mate, and you didn't hear a word from Adams because he made himself look like a fool. Also, regarding the interview with uh, President, uh, um, so okay, wait, 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 wait. You you can come to Clinton. I I don't know LQ. I have no idea what you're telling me on DeSantis. You didn't remember when um, DeSantis came to Staten Island? Okay, but uh, of LQ. DeSantis is running for president. Eric Adams is not that. even on, is not even on his radar screen. But That's I'm not a, even on his radar. He, he may made, he may I'm use him. Con- okay, I don't. I really don't understand what you're telling me. I'm telling you, he made Adams look like a fool. Okay, and and what does it mean? It means that they um the Democrats are more afraid of DeSantis. Oh, come on. DeSantis is a joke. Come on, LQ. LQ, LQ, what does the polling show? Don't believe me. What does the polling show? It doesn't matter what the polling show is, but he did. That's LQ. He's the one that first sent the immigrants to New York. LQ. Who sent the first immigrants to New York? LQ, that's what people say when they're losing in terms of the candidates. I mean, as a matter of fact, uh, uh, Governor DeSantis, his campaign is on a death watch. And and you're telling me seriously that you believe he's more qualified than Trump? His Absolutely. campaign is on a death watch. Absolutely. The, the question right now is, when does he drop out? And you're telling me that he's, and, and Trump is leading 30, 40, 50 uh, points. And you're telling me. When the presidency is too much division with him. Okay, and what about DeSantis? He can't even get out of the primary. Look at his record. Okay, LQ, 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 my friend. If here's mm-hmm. the bottom line: if you can't win the primary, it doesn't matter. Period. End of story. It's like swinging in the air and hitting 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 nothing. If you can't win the primary, you're wasting your time. 
And that's reflected in the donations and everything else. LQ, thank you for the uh thank you for the uh call. Let's go to Sydney and the Bronx. Good morning, Sydney. You're on Talk Radio seventy seven WABC. Good morning, Dominic. Uh, this is community advocate Sydney Flores. Uh we had a quality of life problem in the city like I've never seen before. And this evening when I was doing a positive thing in the community, just two blocks away, we were doing a mural and we were doing some trash and garbage pickup on the 174th Street Tunnel. And uh, two blocks from where we stand. Wait, 174th and what? Between Walton Avenue and Selwyn Avenue. Okay. All right. Because uh, the first public school I went to was PS70 on the Cross Bronx, which is 174th. I forgot the Topping Avenue, I believe, if I remember yes. correctly. Yes. But anyway, anyway, so every time yes. I pass it on the, uh, and, and the gym was on, uh, I guess this should have showed me, you know, the system back then because the gym is on the rooftop. I don't know if it's still that way. So whenever they would take us yeah. up to the gym, to the gym, we had to go on the rooftop, and it was completely fenced in. But anyway, I cut you off. I didn't mean to do so. Go right ahead. Okay. Yeah, it's still it's still fenced in. I don't know. They're still using it. Okay. So so the, so a guy was chased. Uh, the the problem started at 167 in Morris Avenue. This gentleman was chased from that point up to 175 Eastburn off 175 Grand Concourse by two guys on a scooter. So the guy runs into the grocery store, and they followed him in there, shot him three times. I believe I believe he died. And then the guys got on their scooters and took off. This location, the 175th Street in Eastburn, is is is, is a, a terrible spot for shootings in, in the last year and a half or two. And then two blocks away, I, I deal with needles, Garbage, illegal garbage dumping, defecation, broken car windows. And that's the reason that I started about a year ago doing more murals under that tunnel to try to help lift and change the atmosphere. You should come by one day and check the uh, uh, murals out. It was really nice. But we continue having the problem with crime in this city and these scooters this mayor is failing us big time. Well, Sydney, I'm sorry uh, that that happened. One, two, thank you for your involvement with the community. That's how we, uh, that's how we bring about change. And I, I've seen around the world, and I mean this sincerely, one person, one person can change the entire world. One person. So p- keep, keep fighting the good fight, Sydney. Thank you. Thank you for the, uh, for the uh, call. Let's go to our friend Teddy and Yonkers. And we're still going to play one more segment of Mr. Katamatiti's interview with former president Bill Clinton. That is coming up. Teddy, good morning. What's on your mind? Good morning, Dominic. How are you doing? I'm doing well. I hope you are the same. Okay. You're the only guy that I would wait more than an hour to speak to because you're I, uh, I, I apologize for that. Uh, no, no it, 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 should, it shouldn't be an hour, but uh, some apologize. some have been on hold longer than the hour, and I apologize. I will apologize apologize to them as well. But go ahead, Teddy. Not necessary. You're electrifying. Well, thank um, you. That's kind of you to say. Okay, uh, Dominic. I disagree with Frank. Even though I am a Democrat, a moderate Democrat with sanity, I will call it like it is. I disagree with Frank. 
This time I agreed with Jacqueline. Crime is rampant. Crime is terrible. An example that was just given by one of the previous caller in the in the Bronx. And Bronx is becoming uh, a horde of crime all over the place. So, and I disagree with Frank. And then I'd like to ask Norm, why would Hillary, why would you want Hillary, Norm, to go up to Trump? Trump and Dominic, don't interrupt when I just say this. Trump threatened Milley when he said Milley committed treason. Like hell did he commit treason? And then he said it warrants death. It warrants death. That's quoted from him. Okay? This is where I call it like it is. And Norm, what is a common sense solution? I agree with you, Dominic, and Mr. Katsimatidis, and Mr. Clinton. What are common sense solutions? Who determines what common sense solutions are? Is it the Republicans? Is it the Democrats? Or is it a meeting of the minds? Not the Mac Bates and Mo and Bobarts and Marjorie Taylor Greens, where it's either all their heads they win and tails you lose. What is common sense solution? Norm, when you call back, I'd like for you to give an answer to that. And Dom, thanks an awful lot for giving me time to express my viewpoint. And Dominic, I agree with you on many things. And I would vote for Curtis Sliwa if I was a resident of New York City. And he is a Republican. And I would vote for him if I was a resident. So, Curtis, know, know that, okay? And I just want you to know that. And Norm and Jacqueline and BJ. You understand what I'm saying, BJ? And Norm, you went to, sit, you went to see a movie on Rosh Hashanah? Shame on you. Okay. okay. All right, Teddy. Thank, thank Dominic. you for the call. Uh, thank you, thank you, thank you, Dominic Carter here with you. Talk Radio seventy seven WABC. A number of calls uh, we're receiving. Let's go to Cincinnati. Let's say good morning to Jay. Jay, you're on Talk Radio seventy seven WABC. Hey, Dominic. Where's Jesse Jackson when we need him? Step up against Donald Trump. Go toe to toe with him. The rhyming reverend. What do you think? Well, I'm I'm confused, Jay. What 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 are you asking me specifically? We just the Democrats just need to have a uh, a younger, uh, just a different type of a person to go up against them. You know, we're tired of we're tired of the president president there. And just what do you think about uh, Jesse? You're asking me about Jesse Jackson, a man that I covered in the 80s that's now a senior citizen? That Jesse Jackson? I didn't know he was that old. How old is Jesse? Yes, now? Reverend Jackson is, is uh, <laughs> Reverend Jackson, uh, I don't know, but he's had some health issues. And, um, you know, when when I started in journalism, I traveled around the world covering him. And he's 81 now. So his thank you for the call, Jay. His 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 days of uh, political careers are long, long over. Uh, he's 81. His health is not good, and you know he's hanging on, and he's he's doing okay. But his days, um, I, I, I everybody's entitled to an opinion, but I I don't see Reverend Jackson, even if he were completely healthy, being elected. And I, I, I don't understand. 
I, 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 I don't understand the, uh, the question. Audrey in Brooklyn. Good morning, Audrey. What's on your mind? Good morning. This is on my mind. The Cincinnati call, he was just being sarcastic if you didn't hear what he was saying. Right. But hey, hey, Audrey, he Audrey, Audrey let me just I don't do sarcasm. I never no, have. Did. I didn't say I, you. Yeah, I, yeah, if, okay, but that maybe that's why I didn't understand what the hell he yeah, was talking so about. You don't do it, you know. You gotta be a, I've always know. hated sarcasm. Always. It's like, it's, it's like a hiding behind a, something when you're an adult, just speak up. But just, anyway. Right, just say what you um, mean, right. Um, two things. I um I, I I don't understand what it is that people expect um the mayor to do um to consider the, the rain the flood because um he was uh, before he did his um interview at eleven something in the, in the morning he was um, out in Brooklyn he was out um Flatbush Canarsie all the places that were already flooding but over here Woodhull Hospital was totally evacuated. They did that yesterday because of the flood, and Mayor Adams was there. So, I, you know, what was he supposed to do? Get a bucket and collect the water? You know, I don't understand. It's like a problem. And the last thing, Miss Butler, I was not surprised. What, less than 10 seconds she was being attacked? That's crazy. But anyway, how was your well, weekend? Well, my, my weekend was well. Um, the, the, the And I hope yours was as well. Yes, the, the, the mayor is supposed to ring the alarm bell. He did. He did. No, 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 no. Wait, Audrey. The he day did. before. The he day did. before. Yes. No. Okay. So wait, wait, wait. So Audrey, if he rang the alarm bell, why are so many callers? You know what? You know what? You know what? Hold, hold on, Audrey. Hold on. Okay. I want. I want to bring in Joe and Jericho. So now I have no idea what Joe is about to tell me. Now Joe, Audrey's on li- on live with us. So be nice, Joe. Oh, Go- I am grown. Uh, no, I understand, but I'm I'm with Joe sometime, you know. So, Joe, are you with me, Joe? I'm here, Dominic, and I'm always nice. I'm a Christian gentleman. Okay. Now, let me just tell you, and let me let me tell you some things rapid fire before I forget. But, okay. First Go of ahead. all, has has everyone forgotten uh, that uh, Bill Clinton pushed that stupid NAFTA that took okay, millions of okay, jobs? Okay. Okay. It said you wanted to comment on the floods, Joe. If you want to talk about I'll Clinton, that's fine. But I wouldn't well, have taken your call right now because okay, Audrey's okay, talking okay, about the flood. Dom, I'll talk about the flood. Go right ahead. Okay. You look at Giuliani. You see what he did. The blizzards. He was there. Command center. He coordinated with the police, the fire, the sanitation, the ambulance. You look at a real leader like Rudy Giuliani. And you. And you wait, look Audrey, at, wait, wait, Joe. Uh, hold on, Audrey. What did you say? We couldn't hear you. <laughs> about we're talking about a flood right no he, no no not no, mayor. no 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 what 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 joe just said was that the way giuliani handled it correct joe all right now wait joe i'm here okay go ahead joe go ahead joe the bottom line was i heard this on another frequency and it's documented dominic i heard it a couple of two hours ago that in new york city schools throughout the city in queens that the safety public safety officers were throwing uh, high school students, forcing them out into the flood. It was on the radio by a, a, a vice principal talked about it. Now, if that was my kid, those safety officers would be in intensive care because I'm an American Marine. And speaking of militaries, let me tell you one quick thing. Six weeks will be American Veterans Day. All the chain restaurants are giving complimentary meals to the American veterans. Please pass the word. Okay, Joe, thank you. <laughs> It said you wanted to talk about floods, but 
Uh, Audrey, the bottom line is, uh, you, you know, a number of callers have said the mayor was not was not doing the things that he needs to do, period, mm-hmm. as the mayor of New York City. Yeah, okay, probably, yes. Okay, mm-hmm. okay. Well, okay. hey, Audrey, you know what? Hold on a second, <laughs> hold on. Let me go to Michael in Manhattan. Michael, what, what do you think about how Mayor Adams uh, handled this? Audrey in Brooklyn hey. is listening to you live. Okay, Curtis Sliwa went into detail that Mayor Adams was a no-show until 11.30 or 12 o'clock. He was at a fundraiser the night before and then went out to a celebration. And that's why Governor Hochul was on target early in the morning. Adams was nowhere to be found. He was not in Flatbush at all until maybe late in the day. He was nowhere to be found. He made no statement until around 12.30 that day. And that is fact. Okay. So I don't know what, where Audrey's getting her information from, but it is in error. Audrey? The real, and, and number one, his press conference was at 11.40. This, is that not after, before 12 o'clock? Come on, you guys are making these stories. It doesn't matter. Case in point, a lot of people got down um, on the schools, number one. They were flooded out. They, they did evacuate the school. And they did, all these things were done. And, you know, it just seems crazy because uh, he's the mayor, and if anybody else could have done better, fine. But all these stories, these people are making them up. They're not validated. And I don't believe in, in fantasies because I'm too old. You know, I got you got to prove stuff. And everything's been said, it's been, you know, not been proven, made up nonsense. So that's what I say. Just grow up. I, just, I can't, I can't be bothered with knuckleheads anymore. And that's Audrey, my- thank you, Michael. Thank you, folks. We are going to take a break. When we come back, we'll let you hear another part of the interview, the great interview that our owner operator, John Katsimatidis did Sunday morning with former President Bill Clinton talking about Mr. Katsimatidis and their long-term relationship, a bipartisan one, to get things done. Plus, we're going to continue with your telephone calls from Staten Island to Mineola and more calls at 800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. Dominic Carter, everybody. everybody. On Talk Radio 77 WABC. And we are back. We're going back to your telephone calls, but I want you to listen to this. Great interview Sunday morning. The shows are always great on Sunday mornings. Cats Roundtable during the week, 5 to 6 p.m. Cats and Cosby, the owner-operator of WABC, John Katsimatidis, Rita Cosby, Newsmakers from around the world appear on this program and listen to this program. So the guest Sunday morning happened to be former President Bill Clinton. And one of the topics uh, happened to be bipartisanship between Mr. Katsimatidis and Mr. Clinton. They discussed immigration, migrants, a number of topics, Haiti, 
crime, on and on important topics. I want you to listen to this. Mr. Clinton responding to working with Mr. Katsimatidis and talking about their long-term relationship. We've been friends a long time. You and Margo have been great to Hillary and me, and I've enjoyed being in your home. I've loved watching your kids grow up, and I, I always wish you well. And I think you're, you're always trying to do something that makes sense to you, and that's what we should all do. And when we disagree, we should be open and honest about it and then look for something we can do together. Uh, and I, I can't thank you enough. And, uh, I think you know about this. I want to mention one more thing. One of the most fun things I do is a project with George W. Bush called the Presidential Leadership Scholars. And we picked mid-career people, people mostly between the ages of 29 and their early 40s. Uh, from a pool of people who apply to be part of the program. And the only requirement is that they have to do something besides their day job. They have to be something interested in something else, too. And he picks 30, I pick 30, and then they go to his library and mine and his dad's library and President Johnson's library in Texas and study leadership lessons. And they work in teams on problems. And... Then we have a graduation ceremony. We do this every year. We've done it for the last few years. And without fail, at the end of the ceremony, the Democrats go up to Bush and the Republicans come up to me and they thank us for bringing them together because they live in a world where they've been thought, taught that basically everybody on the other side is some sort of an ogre. And they find out that we're all just people, and if we can agree with the – we start with the end in mind, there's a very good chance that we can agree on a course forward. And that's that's what we have to do in America again. we got to start with the end in mind and then do what makes sense. Mr. President, if you remember, uh, we used to run those uh, uh, dinners at the Jefferson Hotel, and uh, we yep. ran 20 or 30 of them, and I brought in – Republicans. I brought in Democrats and Republicans, and I must. I, I would put my hand on the on the Bible right now. Out of the twenty or thirty of them we had, uh, the the thousand people we had attending those dinners, not one Republican, not one Democrat, ever walked out uh, saying, "I I don't agree a hundred. I agree one hundred percent." And was a hundred percent satisfied and 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 enjoyed our discussions and and you give uh, I got to give you credit for that of uh, bringing people together. Well, what? it's important and it's more important now than ever because conflict wins elections in the short term, but cooperation wins the future, and we got to figure out a way to recover it. Bringing people together, my recommendation, folks, listen. You don't have to like Clinton. You don't have to like Trump. But when Mr. Katsimatidis does these interviews, I strongly recommend that you go listen to them. Go to WABCradio.com, the website, and the full interview between Mr. Katsimatidis, former President Bill Clinton, is there. 
and you can listen for yourself and obviously reach your own conclusions. But my point is that we have to at least listen to each other. If we're ever going to fix things that are wrong in our country, if we're ever going to bring back these far left politics, if we're ever going to be able to agree on anything, you have to listen. And so we are taking your telephone calls up until the top of the hour, coming up at 45 minutes past the hour, about five minutes from now, the Chronicles of Dominic Carter. Frank Marano standing by. Frank Marano, the other side of midnight at 1 a.m. And uh, we are taking your telephone calls. Let's go to Hunter in Manhattan. Good morning, Hunter. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. How you doing, Dominic? Good, good. Yeah, go right ahead, please. Talk to you. So... I was looking today, I was reading the New York Post, right? And I saw that Newsom, he has five options to fill Feinstein's chair. But they were all black women. Now, listen, I don't have anything against He's black. He's already filled the seat, but go ahead. I know that. Yeah, okay. I, I know. But, like, they have to pick, just like what Sleepy Joe Biden did, he had to pick a black woman for his vice president. Now, I don't understand. Why don't the Democrats pick the best candidate as opposed to just picking the best black woman candidate? I mean, I mean, for instance, look at the mayor of San Francisco, okay, London Breed. Mm-hmm. How in the world, would, how could anybody who has a single brain cell vote for that complete moron? I mean, she's up for re-election, but how? But somehow, I just know she's she's somehow going to win. But who are these people that are voting for her? She's horrible. She's literally just destroyed San Francisco, okay. Okay, so wait, Hunter, I, 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 have, I have a question for you. So, and I mean this seriously. So, so you feel strongly about this. How, yeah, ma- how, ma- how many of your friends have you registered to vote? How many of my friends are registered to vote? No, how many have, have you registered to vote of your friends? What, you re- what I'm trying to uh, say uh, is that I, I, feel, I feel how strongly, I hear how strongly you feel but what are you doing about it? And th- this is what I say. No. Th- th- this is what I say to everybody. So this is something that's within your control. So I'm sure most friends are like-minded, right? Many friends are like-minded. Why not make sure that they're registered to vote? Why not what say? What can I do about it? I, I what just, can I do about it? I, I, I just told you. I don't you. live in California. Okay, okay. So you don't live in California. I'm born and raised in New York City. Okay, okay. I'm born so and raised in New York City. all right. So you can impact New York politics. What well, I mean, I voted for no, Biden. I, no, I, I understand you Lula. voted. No, I got it. You voted, but but you can encourage your friends to vote. You can encourage family to. members. You try to, and what happens? When, okay, when I listen, I have a lot of black friends, you know, because I used to play sports and from school, and I told all of them, okay, a lot of them have changed their perspective about Trump. Okay, initially they were like, okay, he's a racist and this and that, but now they've kind of woken up. And a lot of my black friends are saying, you know what? Trump made us money and this and that, and Biden's just atrocious. So I said to a few of them, tell some of your friends to stop voting Democrat. Tell all of your friends in the community, stop voting Democrat. But I just, but, all but, of them that. but Hunter, but, 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 but just but by just telling them to stop voting Democratic, that's not going to do it. You got to explain why it's about. not in their best interest. And not not just for your to. black friends, but but for you know, 
you know, for 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 everyone, I I agree with you on the the argument you made about Trump that that he uh, that he made made uh, a lot of us money. There, there's no there's no denying that. And and if you're making money, that's a better lifestyle for your family. Hunter, I hear you. I would love for us to continue this conversation another time. Maybe you can call me earlier in the show. Yeah, thanks for taking uh, my call. Thank, thank you. you so much, thank you man. so much. Before I take a break, uh, let's go to Gary in New Hampshire. Good morning, Gary. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Yeah, I'll make it fast. Two comments, and I'll just hang up, and I'll let you respond. One, why aren't you on the radio more often? You're the best host on this station because, uh, point blank, you take phone calls. I can't stand 10, 20 minutes, or 30 minutes of one host on this network talking the whole time. You are rapid-fire phone calls. The other thing, black people, Spanish people, I'm 60 years old. Uh, Trump did great things for the minorities. He kept them working big time. The numbers are out of control. Vote for Trump. Well, I I hear you, Gary. Um, I agree with you that Trump did a lot of good things for people of color. And, you know, I'm I'm sitting here again past uh, Fifth Avenue and the police were out there this earlier tonight. And because Mr. Trump is in town and his uh, fraud trial starts in the morning. And it's like, how many how many trials (laughs) is this man going to have to go through? So we know of four criminal trials. Plus the fraud trial. I mean, mm, I, I I don't know, folks. It doesn't pass the smell test. You know exactly what I'm trying to tell you. We are going to take a break. When we come back, the Chronicles of Dominic Carter, we're going to go to Peter in Harlem, Adam in Mineola, and Pete on Staten Island. Talk Radio 77. These are the Chronicles of Dominic Carter on 77 WABC. Upstate counties are continuing to fight back against New York City Mayor Eric Adams on the migrant front. And Upstate County is blocking Adams' bid to have Big Apple homeless residents move north, calling it yet another flagrant attempt to shift the migrant crisis elsewhere. So the mayor has announced that the city will start, will continue to use uh, housing vouchers for the homeless that could now be used outside of five boroughs, right? But Republican Oneida County Executive Anthony Pacente fired back with an emergency order saying no voucher will be accepted on his turf without his say-so. And then only after needy locals get first shot at any open slots. That's according to a report in the Oneida Daily Dispatch. And uh, the county executive in Oneida County says this is just another attempt by Mayor Adams to pass the migrant crisis on to upstate counties. And uh, as I said, upstate counties have already been pushing back hard against Adams' earlier attempts to relocate asylum seekers by busing them to other areas of New York. Let's go back to the telephone calls. Let's go to Peter in Harlem. Good morning, Peter. What's on your mind? Yes, good morning, Dominic. I heard part of the interview. To me, it was a love fest. Now, my question to you is, what do you think the public gained from his uh, listening to him stroke each other? 
what was what what were you found? What part of the uh, debate that you found? When he spoke about Haiti, it was so vague. When he spoke about the Dominican Republic, it was vague. I mean, not to take anything away from Mr. Casamitidis, but I will quote you this: when 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 a billionaire talks, he has to be all things to all people. And you know, by Shakespeare's Shakespeare's terms, that's a prostitute. Thank you, Peter. Peter, Peter, I, Peter, why, why? See, I, I wish you didn't hang up. Yeah. Oh. You don't know anything. All you know is your ignorance, Peter. And frankly, that's why the black community is in the position that it's in because of people like you. You don't know a damn thing or a damn thing of what you're talking about about the Casamitides. Do you know what they've done for people? He just said something like a billionaire it has to be something something to everyone and that makes you a prostitute. I mean, you don't even know the man. You don't know his wife. You don't know what he does for the community. You don't know what he does for black children. And yes, I'm raising my voice and I'm upset because I can't take the ignorance sometimes. Pure hating 101. That's what it is. He's got money. I don't. I live in Harlem. I don't have anything. I almost said something else. I don't have anything, so I'm going to hate on him. Why don't you get up, Peter? And I knew I shouldn't have taken the call. Why do you guys stop me, Matt Blaze, Kenneth Conley, from taking the call? Why did you guys let me take the call? I I know what I'm going to get from him every night. It's never black people's fault. Uh, It's everybody else's fault. Uh, you're a sellout, Dominic. Casamati. Why? Why did I take his phone call? Because we have to know that people like Peter from Harlem are out there, Dom. People have to know that there are people that actually think like this. That's not a fake call. That's a real guy. And there are other people who also think this this absolute lunacy that they they think these things that are just crazy. And like you said, they have no idea about John Casamati's. And the Katzmatidis family and what None. they've done for people. No None. idea. None. But, but like you said, it's it's envy and jealousy. And hating 101. On, 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 on the days before Thanksgiving, when, when I watched the Katzmatidis out there giving away turkeys, feeding people, feeding people. When, when I watched them do all types of activities. And while we're at it, Peter... Right. They go and they they emphasize this all the time that they go based on credentials. But while we're at it, there are two African-American hosts on WABC. Do you think that's by coincidence and you hating on these people and you don't even know them? So you you ask, what did I learn from the interview? One, it's fascinating for me to sit there and listen to a former leader of the free world talk openly and honestly about many issues. Oh, he he didn't go into detail about Haiti. Well, we're in a business, Peter. You wouldn't know anything about this, but we're in a business of ratings. So you can't just spend Three hours. I know you want us to talk about everything black. Everything black. But but we have to appeal to the masses. 
And the John Katsimatidis I know, he lets the chips, he states his positions, and he lets the chips fall where they may. Period. And you don't you don't even know what they do for people privately because they don't talk about it. And you got the nerve to call up here. What what, what did you learn from the interview, Dominic? I think you're a fool. And I wish you wouldn't call me anymore. Because you would think I would learn by now to avoid your phone calls at all costs. And I don't avoid I don't avoid people's phone calls. Let's go to Tony in Clifton, New Jersey. Good morning, Tony. What's on your mind? Hey, Dominic. I just happen to be catching a little bit of what I heard, and I, I just want to say this. I want to say that I, too, listened to uh, President Clinton uh, this morning, and I, I was you know, I was pleased that I could be in a free country where e- where we can all hear different views as yes. opposed to yes. a you don't Soviet have to agree Union. with them, right? And so, I just want to say, thank God that this country is is still free, and I pray every day that it stays that way. So, I want to thank John Casimatidis and WABC, and I just. You know, I pray every day we keep our freedoms, Dominic, because, like, you look at countries that have lost their freedoms, and we're just a few steps away, and it's people like John that keeping our freedoms open and safe and and letting people know this is what it is to be in a free, safe place where you can speak. God bless you guys. And thank you for that, Tony. Let's go from Clifton, New Jersey, to our friend Mike in South Carolina. Good morning, Mike. What's on your mind? Good morning, Dominic. I just said to Kenny, uh, I just, you know, dozed off and I woke up. I didn't hear that call, but I heard uh, the statement that you made in reference to that uh, miscreant. Simple-minded words, people, out of the mouths of simple-minded people. It's it's outrageous, and you know what, Dominic? Uh, you keep doing what you're doing because very few hosts that I've listened to over the decades uh, uh, can do what you do on the radio. You give everybody a fair shake with respect, and there's there's a people that take stunad pills, which means in Italian, stupid pills. There's a stunad and a half. Right. Now, simple-minded words out of the mouths of simple-minded people. Uh, Dominic, all the best, and uh, uh, we'll chat soon. You know, we'll chat soon. Thank you. Thank you, Mike. Let's go from South Carolina to North Carolina. Let's say good morning to Russ. Russ, what's on your mind? Hey, Dominic. You know, something that's funny is these these rich haters that will dis, you know, and talk trash about John and Margot Katsimatidis are the same people who will celebrate LeBron James and Taylor Swift and, and all these actors and everything else. So they're hypocrites. I mean, they're, they're absolute freaking hypocrites. And well, it's like, I, I, and they I, don't know. I would have respect for the criticism if you do something to better people's lives. I know for a fact what the Casamitidis well, yeah. do. I, I know what they do. I know what they don't talk about and what they don't want, you know, to be out there in the public. Oh, it's, uh, well, well, yeah. And, 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 you know, uh, they did the same thing to Rush Limbaugh. 
And Rush gave so much money to charity. And it's like, you know, you could diss a person. And what are you doing? Why don't you look at yourself right. and see what you're right. doing? Look okay, in the maybe mirror. you're not, maybe you're not making 30 million a year. That's fine. But you're making, you know, a hundred thousand a year or whatever. What are you doing with your life? But see, you're going to criticize everybody else, everybody else, everybody else. And you don't know what they're doing. So keep up the good work. Bro. Thank, thank you, Russ. Have a good morning, North Carolina. I'm joined now by Frank Morano, the other side of midnight. Good morning to you. Hello, sir. Dominic. How was your weekend? Wonderful. Great. What do you have coming up? All right. Well, I'm going to be obviously you've been covering the uh, big story of uh, Governor Gavin Newsom appointing a new senator from California. I'm actually going to be joined by a former U.S. senator who was in that same position when Paul Wellstone died suddenly from Minnesota, Democrat from Minnesota. Dean Barkley was appointed to fill his seat. So he comes from a very unique perspective. Not a lot of people know what it's like to be appointed by the governor to take over for a senator and serve with 99 other people, all of whom were elected except for you. So Dean Barkley is going to join me in about a half hour. And uh, I'll ask him, you know, he had the opportunity to serve with Diane Feinstein for a short time. I'll ask him a little bit about her career. We got commendations coming up, some fun stories from the weekend. And I don't want to say it now, but what I think is the most explosive political story of the entire year is in the midst of taking place. I'm going to tell people what it is right at the top of the hour. Wow. So that's coming up right right at the top. Right at the top. Okay. Okay. You, you think we should try and squeeze one more call? I see here Robert says, I know uh, Matt's head is going to explode, but the, he's already started the music. So that's telling that's telling me, Dominic, shut up, toss it to Frank, go home, and we'll do this again in 23 hours, right? He's shaking his head. He's shaking his head up and down. So I apologize to the folks that are on hold. You can uh, call Frank back, or you can call me in twenty-three hours. Keep it right here, Frank Morano. Coming up, the other side of midnight. If you own a vehicle with less than two hundred thousand miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com/audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com/audio. That's carshield.com/audio.